This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. WABC News Time is now 841, 60 degrees on this beautiful Tuesday morning in New York City. Before I get to the great Bill O'Reilly, I just want to make a quick mention here. Frank Siller, you know, they had that uh, T2T run race on Sunday, and I was so proud of New York. About 32,000 showed up and ran, including uh, guys from our station like Dominic Carter and Greg Kelly and Frank Morano. It was a great day on Sunday, and I want to go all the way back to the 100-year gala, where Bill O'Reilly was at, by the way, with Makeda. And it was a wonderful night. And Frank Siller and the, that foundation, uh, Tunnel to Towers, they actually sponsored that night. Frank has become a very, very good friend of mine. Obviously, works very closely with Leslie. He's great to this station. His brother, Stephen, uh, gave the ultimate sacrifice on 9-11, running through the Brooklyn Battery Tunnel with about 80 pounds of fire department stuff on his back. Still climbed into those buildings. And again, the ultimate sacrifice. Cannot say enough about Frank Siller, Tunnel to Towers, Stephen Siller, what they mean to the fabric of New York City. I know Bill O'Reilly would agree. What they mean to the fabric of this city and really the heart of our country. So thank you very much to Frank Siller and T2T for sponsoring that 100-year gala and, of course, all the work they do in this city every day. New York loves you. Sid Rosenberg loves you. Thank you, Frank. Talking about Sid Rosenberg loves you. I do love Bill O'Reilly. He's on twice this week. We're very lucky. His brand-new book is out today, the same day my gorgeous wife, Danielle, celebrates a birthday. This one is Killing the Legends in this amazing Killing series with Bill O'Reilly and Marty Dugard. So here he is, in my opinion, the greatest, and I mean that, the greatest of all time, 9 o'clock weeknights here on WABC, my friend Bill O'Reilly. Happy Book Day, Bill. Yeah, and happy birthday to Danielle. Thank you. Um, Thank you. So Killing the Legends, A Lethal Danger of Celebrity is a contemporary history. Um, All of those listening to us right now are influenced today by these three men, and that's why we wrote the book. Um, Can I ask you a question, though? Did did you sit down? Did you sit down and say, okay, I've got Elvis Presley. Well, my wife loves, by the way, Ava, my daughter. They're in Wales together right now in college, and she actually bought an Elvis album. Uh, Elvis Presley, John Lennon, and Muhammad Ali. Did they come to mind first so you wrote the book, or were you thinking of three legends to write the book? They came to mind first because I wanted to do a, a book different from the usual history books that we did. The last one, Killing the Killers, The Secret War Against Terrorism, hard history Uh, What's happening in uh, the world as far as protecting America is concerned. I want to do something a little bit different. And, you know, these three guys in my life um, are pretty vivid. And I think everybody, you know, if you're born a baby boomer or even after uh, they were at the height of their fame, you know who they are. So let me give an example. Um, Elvis Presley high school graduate, Mississippi truck driver, okay? Unbelievable talent, by the way, unbelievable. And when he was 
trying to develop as a singer, the United States was a conformist nation. After World War II, Dwight Eisenhower came in as president. Everybody did the same thing. Everybody looked the same. Everybody talked the same. It was conformity down the line. All of a sudden, this guy blows it all <laughs> up single-handedly. So he goes on, Ed Sullivan, everybody will remember that. He's, they won't shoot him below the waist. He's swiveling down there, whatever he's doing. Um, uh, the girls are screaming. They're going crazy. Guys are growing their hair long, slicking it back. Pastors are burning his records. Parents are yelling at their kids, don't play that. It was an un unbelievable cultural event, okay, engineered by a Mississippi teenager. Now, how historical is that? Huge. Huge. I, I mean, and then, you know, you talk about all those issues he was dealing with and a lot of white people that hated him because he danced like a quote-unquote black person. Like, what the hell is this? What is well, this guy? it had repercussions everywhere. And then about eight years later, you've got the Beatles and another revolution, uh, particularly um after they got going in the late 60s when they became the sex, drugs, and rock and roll band, uh, you know, the glitter, psychedelic stuff, changed everything. In the meantime, in the middle of that, you've got Muhammad Ali, who becomes the greatest athlete on the planet. African Americans have a role model, a visible role model, all over the world, and the guy becomes um, – a megastar. All three of them lose control of their lives. That's what drew me in mm. to do the history. Well, 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 while we're talking about the history, then we know about Ali draft dodging, and then eventually he died. He had all those uh, issues, obviously health problems. Uh, Elvis dies on the toilet, a drug overdose, very embarrassing. John Lennon murdered outside of the Dakota during a Monday night football game, by the way. Dolphins and Patriots, Howard Cosell, announced it to the world that night. But what was the controversy? What was, where did John Lennon lose control, like Ali the draft dodger and Elvis fighting with just about everybody? He became a heroin addict. That's it. That's it. Yep. And, just, and nobody and, knows that. And just stayed in bed with Yoko Ono for days at a time. <laughs> that's, what, that's what wrecked the Beatles. Yep. The hardcore drug use that Lennon embraced. Nobody knows it. Nobody. And, and so all three of these men allowed themselves, allowed themselves, they're not victims, to be betrayed. They were all betrayed. In, in ways that are, when you read this book, every page you go, oh, yep, yep, yep. And they were the most powerful, successful people in the world, and behind the scenes, absolute chaos. So the theme of the book is that, and the lethal danger of celebrity is a subtitle. Fame is unnatural. It is not a natural state for a human being to be famous, because everything in your life changes. And you can see it. You can see the legion of people who have died young, crushed by this celebrity. I mean, the two most famous men in this country now are Trump and Biden. Both have been crushed by celebrity. Both of them. Whole personalities have changed. Whole uh, outlook on life have changed because of their fame. People don't know that.
they don't know how corrosive and dangerous it is, particularly with social media now. Right. Well, you know that. I mean, look, I'm not going to put you on the level of Muhammad Ali, but you are a legitimate, and I mean this, a legitimate superstar. And uh, you've had people after you, and they succeeded, by the way, people after you for a long time. Many people like me love and revere you, but certainly you have felt the effects of some of this. And that's in, that was a perspective that I could bring to this book as an author, because when I was younger, I wanted to be famous. Right. And I never thought about the downside of it. I should have. I was dopey. I should have said, hey, you know, O'Reilly, if you're going to get on TV every night and spout off about politics and everything else, some people are going to hate you. I should have figured that out. Okay. <laughs> but I didn't. Yeah. And then so when the success, my success mounted, I didn't protect myself um, as I should have. And, and here they come. Okay. So that is what we have in America with one additional topping. Celebrity in America is now a sport. And people believe, some people, that they have a right to hurt famous people and they root for those people to be destroyed mm. you see it on the internet yeah. every day yeah i mean the view is the best example i can give you if you don't believe me watch that show well i've got tape of you on that show actually which uh, goes but it to was show. a whole different thing right. when barbara walters was <laughs> right. there it okay. was it was but now it is a one hour of pure hate sponsored by walt disney yeah yeah so if you are a celebrity and they don't like you on that show going to tear you to blank in pieces and all of this is a cumulative effect on people and the betrayal factor with lennon presley and muhammad ali is just off the chart i got to tell you this though because uh, i did read the book and the book is magnificent I, I personally don't find ali to be a very sympathetic figure i know he had parkinson's and he died got kind of a he was a mess but uh, certainly Elvis died a very young man. Lennon was assassinated. Those two guys, I did find that to be the case. But here you found a rock and roll artist, the king of rock and roll, and a boxer. And think about what you just said moments ago. The two guys today are a president and a former president. What happened to our great entertainers and athletes and guys that you would think about writing a book in 50 years about? They don't really exist, do they? Well, there's a tremendous amount of talent in America, a tremendous amount of creativity. But the danger zone is so intense that if you're a Tom Cruise, you can't come out of the house. Right, right. So it's a whole different thing. When you were John Wayne 50 years ago, John Wayne pretty much do what he wanted to do. If John Wayne were on the scene now, number one, the view would tear him to pieces. Okay, and his image would be, you know, pattered all over the place. But the the common thread between Elvis Presley, John Lennon, and Muhammad Ali is that they're not victims. You're absolutely right. But the betrayal that they allowed to happen, they had to see it. They had to see it because they weren't stupid men. They were not educated, but they they weren't stupid. No. Okay. And Muhammad Ali, to allow himself to be beaten, almost killed in Manila with Joe Frazier. That's how we opened that section. Yep. All right. He was yep. almost killed in the ring. They had him back fighting in four months, they being the nation of Islam, which profited unbelievably from the purses that Ali brought in. Ali didn't have any money at the end. Elvis 
almost had to file bankruptcy. I think he was worth, uh, according to the movie, which I did watch, and I read your book, which is brilliant, much better than the movie, but the movie with Tom Hanks and the kid Austin did a very good, Austin Butler, they said he was worth about $5 million when he died. Well, it was, he, they had to sue. The Elvis Presley estate, after he, they had to sue Tom Parker. That's the role that Hanks played. Right. Um, to break the contract that sucked up all the money that Elvis made and gave it to Parker. Right. He was the degenerate gambler, that guy, Parker. A million dollars a year. He had unlimited credit. He was losing in Vegas. Wow. And he was just, but Elvis let it happen. And, you know, come on. If you look at Elvis Presley in 1967 when he made his comeback with the leather jacket and all that, and you look at him 10 years later, Elvis had to have a mirror in the house. <laughs> right? Yeah, 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 yes. Can you not see what's happening to you? I think people still loved him. I, I, I think it didn't matter. I mean, I know Priscilla it didn't matter was to the audience. Right. But it mattered to history. Sure. You're right. You're right. You know, I yep. mean, these were, these were titans. And the final thing I want to get people uh, interested in reading Killing the Legends is there is a reason in the New Testament that Judas Iscariot is featured so prominently in the story of the last days of Jesus. There is a reason that is in there. The betrayal factor for famous people is off the blanking chart. Hmm. It's all driven by money. Yep. But when you see this stuff, when you read about it, you go, I, you know, and, you know, that's what we do in the killing books. We give you information that you have never seen or heard. Oh, yeah. What you do is you provide a brand new perspective, too. So like you're talking about now, you've heard of Ali, you've heard of Lenin, you've heard of all these folks. But you're right. You, you do come to realize that all three men were betrayed because, again, I think most people like those guys. They had the life. I mean, they died young, some of them, but they had the life. And as you point out. Not necessarily. You've said to me on this show, Bill O'Reilly, that of all your killing books, and you've sold 20 million of these things, they're all amazing, they're all New York Times bestsellers, that this one may be the best. You still stand by that? I don't know if it's the best per se history, but it's certainly the most emotional book. Um, When you're reading this, if you don't have emotions, anger, sadness, um, even happiness, you know, to see a guy like... uh, uh, Muhammad Ali overcome everything yeah. and become the world's greatest prize fighter. I mean, it's it's a stirring story. And a guy, a truck driver from Mississippi, become the biggest star on the planet. <laughs> and a kid from Liverpool with a terrible, terrible family background rise up to uh, not lead the Beatles, but co-lead them with McCartney. Yep. And, you know, you, you're seeing this kind of stuff, but, boy, is it a double-edged sword. Whoa. Yep. You know, and yep. that's, that's the history of the book, being a celebrity in this age in America, dangerous. 60 seconds to go, Bill. Have you already thought about what's next? Yes, we're, we're writing it now. We got one more killing book under contract. Really? One more. Wow. And uh, we're writing it now. Uh, I can't make an announcement now. I will before Christmas. We'll do it on your show. Awesome. 
Um, but it's, you know, another uh, fairly shocking situation. <laughs> well, you know, they always are. Well, congratulations on this one. I've read this book. It's an amazing book, folks. Please do yourself a favor and go buy it. Killing the Legends. It is out today. Elvis Presley, John Lennon, Muhammad Ali, and anytime Bill O'Reilly and Marty Dugard sit down and write a Killing Series book, it's always amazing. This one, no different. You're going to love it. And again, you know, I have all these, these names very familiar with Elvis, Lennon, Ali. So I think you folks are really going to enjoy it and of course a bill makes you think about a side of these folks you never thought about before especially in this book congratulations bill best of luck we'll talk again on thursday you're the best i love you thanks for having me in sid you're See the you. best all right there he is the great bill o'reilly go get it today folks it's out there you can get it you can get it killing the legends elvis presley john lennon and muhammad ali we will come back with the fourth and final hour of this epic Tuesday edition of Bernie and Sid in the Morning. Only right here on your talk leader in New York City, Talk Radio 77, WABC. If you've had an accident, trust Gabo Law. Personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabo Law has recovered millions for their clients and will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read all of their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabo Law today at 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email at Info at GaboLaw.com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.